Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the Hawkeye premiere. We're going to be talking about all of the new shows that are going to be coming to Asia and Pacific, and then hopefully everywhere else. We're going to be talking about some of the trailers that got released, plus this week's new Disney Plus original series that we're going to be talking about, including Just Beyond and also shows like Only Murders in the Building, etc. Now, before we go any further, thank you very much for um, joining us today. You can also subscribe to us on audio platforms including iTunes and Spotify, and you can also subscribe on YouTube. I'm um, also a big thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members. Um, just a huge thanks for all of your support. It helps keep the lights on, keeps all the services going, you know, because it costs money to have all the software that we use. So your support really makes a massive difference. And um, you can support us from as little as $2 a month. Um, so first off, a huge thank you to Sarah at the executive um, platinum level. Your support really means a lot to us. Plus, um, Andrew, Jacob, Khaled, Red Marsman, Aero G, Andrew, Cody, Darren, The Juice, Lester, Lauren, and over on the YouTubes, a big hello and thank you to um, Diona, Ben, Raphael, Ice Cream Man, Adam Jones, Robert, J Blue, My VCR Still Works, Bina, Joshua, Adam, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. Thank you very much for your support. Also, just a quick note as well. Um, bit of, um, this coming Sunday, we're going to have an episode up on our other podcast feed where me and Jeremy talk about Haunted Mansion. Um, I have decided that this is going to probably be the last of the um, the Retro Club reviews. We've been doing it for about two years Um and it's, it's unfortunately, this is not quite working out the way I'd hoped. So we're going to be using that time to do um, other things a little bit more um, productive. But I just wanted to let everybody know. So that that feed will be coming to an end. Um, I might reread it up at some point. But at the minute, I'm just going to be concentrating on doing other content full instead of that time. So just a heads up. Right. Let's jump into it. Um, James, this past week, Disney made quite a big announcement in regards to Hawkeye which we're going to be getting the first two episodes dropping on Wednesday, the 24th of November. They're kind of doing the look, the kickoff with lots of shows, or two shows to kind of get us into it. Perfect for Thanksgiving. What did you think of that news? I, obviously, I, I enjoy it. Um, give us as many episodes as we can reasonably consume. So not the whole series, but give us a couple. Um, <laughs> it does tell me that probably the first episode doesn't have enough of a hook to that that Disney's confident it can do it by itself. We've seen that plenty of times with Disney content, uh, WandaVision being the most obvious mm. to jump to my mind. But uh, it's not a bad idea for, for brand new series to, to get the first two episodes. It really mm. does help people get into it. Well, I think especially as well with this one, because this is a six, six episode one, um, I don't. I do feel like by the second episode, you're probably going to be much more invested because you basically invested almost like a movie in that point. But also with the Thanksgiving Day weekend, it kind of means that everyone might have a little bit more time, much more likely to do it. Many more people are going to be tuning in. You know, get more people watching it, more people talking about it. Um, it also frees them up then for when Boba Fett drops at the end of December. You've not got that because I, I was worried about that crossover day when we got end of one season and beginning of a new season, like where's the conversation going to go? You know, where, that's going to be really, I didn't think that was a great idea for them to do. Um, but I think this is a much better way of them doing it. I suspect that that was a big driving force, keeping the two mm. of those shows out of the way. Cause they are both uh, subscription sellers. Mm. They're both the ones that people will re up specifically to watch that and having them 
not overlapping gives you that one extra week of people just going, oh yeah, let's let's keep our subscription because now Boba Fett's coming out. Yeah, I mean they're pretty much. I think you know with Disney Plus Day coming up in a few weeks' time, they're going to be trying to get you guys signed up for a whole year if you're not already. Um, personally, I think you know with the amount of Marvel and Star Wars shows coming, if you're one of those fans, you're going to get your money's worth. Um, and if you enjoy both years, definitely going to get your money's worth. Um, but for me, yeah, I think that was a good idea. Um, they're really. I mean, they are really heavily going in on this Thanksgiving Day um, weekend because it's not just a Hawkeye um, series that's dropping. Um, we're then getting this new uh, Beatles documentary that's going to be dropping, um, Get Back, which really is going to be um, fu fun. I mean, it's a bit of an odd one. They're actually going to be dropping three episodes, and they're all going to be dropping on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. On the 25th to 26th of the So literally that week, we get the Hawkeye on the Wednesday and then this Beatles documentary in three parts of four days straight. Um, and it's being made by Peter Jackson. It was going to be a, uh, like a movie that was released in cinemas. And it was too much footage that they ended up turning it into this documentary. And it's a really weird one because I feel like it's, there's a lot of people excited about it, but then there's a whole load of people that I feel like, is, the, is this the Disney Plus audience? I'm still not 100% sure many kids or many of the teenagers watching Disney Plus are really going to be that interested in a band from the 60s. I mean, it is the Beatles. Even if they, even if the next generation doesn't know them as well as previous generations, they mm -hmm. are influential. Maybe they don't like the music, but you have to acknowledge the influence. Um, I think the main thing is that we... We do kind of have to get off the idea that there is one core audience of mm. Disney Plus at this point. So the Beatles documentary, yeah, it's probably not for the the ten year olds, the fourteen year olds, the fifteen year olds. This is more for our generation, maybe even our parents' generation, people who grew yeah. up uh, with the Beatles still being an active band. Uh, and that's fine, you know that we can have the Beatles and and similar content, and they can have. Uh, Doogie Kami, Aloha, and and things like that. And I think that's a fair trade, but yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm I'm, I'm interested. I mean, I I I've always liked the Beatles music. You know, I've kind of grown up with it. You know, obviously being British, it was just something that was always on. You know, be it the Yellow Submarine as a kid, or you know, Thomas the Tank Engine with Ringo. It was just ever since I can far back as I can remember. You know, the Beatles have had an influence. Um, so I just, re I'm really looking forward to this one. I was actually listening to the Get Back album yesterday on Spotify, and I'll probably be watching and uh, listening to that quite a bit over the coming weeks. Because there's like the number of songs I, I, I just, they're just classics, you just know. And then there's a load of stuff there that I wasn't too sure on. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to get ready, get ready for this release. And yeah, it's going to have so much footage. I think it's a, the trailer to me didn't necessarily sell it to me anymore. It's kind of one of those odd ones. It's going to be hard. I think it's going to be a hard slug if you're not, if you're maybe just a casual fan. I think six hours of footage is going to be hard to watch. But I, I this is for me all about setting up Disney Plus in that tone of having something different. This is going to, like you say, appeal to a different demographic. And that's a good thing. It's what we need on Disney Plus. We need this, especially in the United States, we need much more variety. And I'm really glad that they're kind of, this one is. One of those things that's moved over from being a cinema release to Disney Plus, but then say no, it then completely changed format. So it wasn't just like, okay, you know, we're releasing a movie. You know, it went from a, a two-hour movie to a six-hour documentary. Maybe, the, maybe it worked out for the best of you know actually shifting this one over to Disney Plus. I mean, we uh, 
we saw how well it worked for um, the Disney Park Experience one, the one right all the way back at the beginning when this launched. Yeah. Uh, that was a fantastic series, and there was no way that was going to work as an hour yeah. and a half or hour forty five minute movie. Um, also, Peter Jackson being involved, you know, obviously famous for the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the original one, and. Uh, ever since then, my main complaint with Peter Jackson movies, everything he's done since Lord of the Rings was like, this dude needs an editor. He needs somebody who's willing to go to <laughs> go to his movies and just chop them up. Uh, looking at you, King Kong here. But <laughs> if if they're like, OK, there, there's no way we can get this down into a two hour movie. Let's make it into a you know three or four two hour things and, mm. and give him all the space that he needs to tell the story he wants. Then yeah. that works out best for everybody. Um that said, you know, I don't know that much about the Beatles. I know the basics. I know the names. Yeah. I know the songs. I know some a little bit of the background stuff. But I think this documentary is for me because I, I have astonishing little knowledge of the Beatles. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun and just very different. And I feel like um, there was obviously they filmed so much of it and, you know, there was just so much footage. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he said there's apparently there's over 150 hours of unheard audio which has all been brilliantly restored and i know when i was listening to the album yesterday because they've released like a deluxe version with and they like they got different takes of the music and stuff like that um so yeah it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun I'm, I'm i am looking forward to it and it's just nice to have something coming on disney plus that's completely completely like off center from where we normally are um so yeah so and, and the, yeah four, four days on a row with some fantastic content dropping on disney plus um, yeah, I think the fact that they call it a f experience, the free part event, you know, they've got an idea in mind of what they're what they're looking at with this. Well, between this and um, the what the what was it the Queen sing along that they announced for the yes. Disney Channel? Yeah, um, the, it sounds like they're gonna they really have this for musical audiences. Looking forward to both of those, and mm. I hope they continue to do that. I mean, obviously, we've had the Taylor Swift, we had Billie Eilish, you know, keep bringing them on it, and. And go for multi generational. Mm. Get give us stuff that's Taylor Swift. Give us stuff that's current generation. They could, I um, mean, if they could have got that Adele, if they could have got some of Adele this week, that would have been a big hit. That would have been a big hit. And then um, I don't know if we were going to talk about this next or not, but with all the uh, APAC stuff, we saw that there's a number of uh, Korean K-pop uh, yes. documentaries coming in as well. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do that. One. We'll do that one about. There's just something I just wanted to bring up here with regards to this um, Queen. Um, sing-along that you just reminded me of. So this one is the the Queen family sing-along, and it is called um, it's called the fourth installment. Now we've had the first three installments drop onto Disney Plus, so I think that instantly means to me, well, if we've had the first three, I'm pretty sure we'll get the fourth one. And the fact that Miss Piggy stars in one of these instantly then has just kind of gone, yep, this is not quite going to be Bohemian Rhapsody. This is going to be a bit different. So it's going to be airing on ABC in the US on November the fourth. Um, so then I suspect it will drop maybe a week later on Disney Plus as a pure guess. It might even be the next day. Um, but the, it, the fact that Miss Piggy's involved just said, said to me, yeah, this is this is a this is a Disney event. <laughs> no, no. The fact that it's a sing-along and, and we've got um cover bands covering it. I mean, some of those bands are pretty big in their own names of calling them cover I mean, bands. One Republic, be... I mean that and Fallout Ball kind of stood out to oh, me. Yeah. I'm not sure, quite sure about Derek who doesn't he do like um the strictly come dancing version in the I, US yeah I have no idea. I think so but yeah I, I recognized about half of the names and bands on that list but either way um yeah the the difference between just having you know the queen music videos with mm. the words on the bottom and then 
having other bands doing Queen songs is pretty big. Yeah. Uh, that said, it is Queen. That they are an extremely popular band. Yeah. They're not who I would necessarily pick for a sing along because having. Oh, God, uh, but that's so great to sing along to. That's why. Sit in your car. <laughs> no, no, no. It's great to sing along to by yourself. It is not great to have your uncle Ricky or whoever trying to hit the high notes that Freddie Mercury is the only person on the planet who can hit. You yeah. Know? But I think, I think, I think the trouble as well, especially with um, Wayne's World, I think that just sets our generation up for the rest of our lives with that movie. Um, I just remember, I remember being on a school trip when I was 12 to France. And I think the only we only take we had on the entire bus was the Queen's greatest hit. So I had like a whole week of just, and I think at that point that was me hooked for life. Um, I yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. It should, it should be a lot of fun. It's it's going to be cheesy, but yeah, I, I am looking that, forward to this one too. That is one of my favorite running gags in the Good Omens book. That every tape, given long enough, will eventually become a Queen's greatest hit. <laughs> It's such an absurd thing. But yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to not watching it with other people so I can sing along and not feel self-conscious about it. I'll feel a willow at the... <laughs> not, that wasn't actually bad, but it was, It also it also clearly was not trying to mimic the Freddie Mercury oh, style. True. <laughs> anyway, and, and right. there comes the copyright. Strike. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> right, so let's now talk. Um, this past week, um, Disney had a special event in... Um, Asia and Pacific regions, which includes um, Japan, South Korea. It also had um, Hong Kong, Taiwan. It also includes um, Indonesia and Australia. It doesn't include India. For some reason, that doesn't get included in this because that's kind of like the hot star territory. So they announced that they're going to be creating um, over 50 new original shows by 2023, of which they've announced at least 20 of them that are going to be coming in the, in the next couple of years. And they're going to be creating these all over the place. These are going to be coming from uh, so from Japan, Korea, Indonesia. There's one that we knew about for a while ago, which was an shipwreck Australia. That's the only Australian one they announced. But there's a lot of exciting stuff in here. And one of the things that was very, very interesting, and it was not just said by one person, it was said by a couple of people at the top of Disney, where, for example, there's a quick word here where they say, um, we are now, you know, we're creating, sharing authentic stories that reflect the unique culture and social dynamics from this region to a global audience. And then also, um, Luke Kang, who is the president, he also said something different along the lines of, to deepen our collaboration with the region's best content creators to deliver unparalleled storytelling to a global audience. And even the um, Japanese... Uh, Twitter page was putting up some of the anime stuff saying delivered to the world. So this pretty much is at this point now of these are international, you know, they seem to have got, they've got the idea now that if you're going to make something, you want to use it and you want to use it around the world. Um, I just like the fact that they're doing this. Um, some of the um, Latin America stuff they've been talking about as well of global. And for me, this is all very exciting of, because I worked out if there's, 50 in um, APAC, 50 in, or 60 now in Europe. I think there's 70 plus in Latin America. And then you got to add all the Northern, Northern American ones in there. In the next like three, four years, you could be looking at three to 400 originals. That's a lot. 
Yeah, and we've been asking for this content for a long time. It's mm. not going to appeal to everybody. We get the, no. that some people are only going to want to watch from a specific region or a specific type of show. That's fine. There's no no one's going to be sitting here going, "You have to watch the Disney anime, yeah. watch Star Wars Visions." You know, if it's not your thing, then it's not your thing. But it is a thing for a lot of people, especially uh, the APAC content from Korea and Japan. Uh, this will bring a lot of people in it i don't know if it'll bring subscribers in outside of the region obviously mm. not, not for the people in the region that they don't have a choice at the moment but uh like americans i don't think it'll it'll create new subscribers for disney plus but it will keep a lot of subscribers it'll prevent I, that churn i don't know necessarily if it's about um it, it, it might help bring in audiences within these countries you know, speak. You know, you know, if you've got a, a Korean family, you know, you're going to get that in. But also, you know, you know, anime is very popular with a large um, sub audience. Same thing with um, Korean drama as well. You know, that's can be, as we know right now with Squid Game. You know, it can be massive hits. Um, mate, you know, I'm really hoping that things like Squid Game have helped set this up the last couple of weeks. And like with Money Heist and all the rest of it, where Disney have gone, hmm, maybe we should do that because ultimately it's a roll of a dice. You know, it's like with um, South Korean shows. Not every single show is like Squid Game and that big. You know, they can release 500 of them and only one has been a hit. But ultimately, they've made those 500. And if you like them, you like them. But it doesn't. it's not really going to cost them a massive amount more to release it internationally. Um, you know, if they've already done the dubbing and all the, um, the subtitles. It just sounds... It, to me, it just it's more about making Disney Plus a global streaming service to compete with Netflix. You know... Leaving that whole kind of oh, it's the Disney Vault, you know, and this little collection of you know Disney movies that come out from animated, and now we're now we're getting so much so much stuff, you know, and it is becoming properly competitive. And I feel like this is the only way they're going to be able to compete with um, Netflix overall, and they have to have local content um, as much as like Disney animated movies and stuff work, and Marvel and Star Wars work in many countries. There is something about local content and stories told for that audience and especially in a native language you know that's you know you see i mean i can see even just like with us with you know in, in england and you know the uk and stuff you know there's certain shows that if they are made with a british accent um i mean i know home alone sweet home sweet home alone is going to be such a hit here because it's got an english accent um but things like that make a difference you know and i think that you know it's all going to have a big impact on that stuff well and you alluded well actually just basically flat out stated it earlier it when you're in a foreign country and there's media in that country um, that appeals to your your original, your native country, mm. that tends to draw people in because you mm. you know as much as you may love the content in your adoptive country, there's something about you know home that mm. that appeals to everybody. And sometimes it's nice to be like, no, this this is my content here, and I'm glad that I've, I've got it. Uh, as well and then everyone else gets to experience it as well mm. i mean uh if if you're a korean living in america it must be great to have some korean content coming in so you can kind of get that little taste of home again and also i mean you know i think we're just going to see a lot of them especially like with um disney plus hot star you know that's that content is going to be rolling out as well at some point i suspect um but let's run through some of the things that kind of um so I'll go through this list quite quickly because some of them. Um, so we've got Moving, which is a show all about three teen teenagers discovering their unusual powers. Snowdrop, which stars Korean actor Jung Han-hee and Blackpink's Juso. Now, I'm going to be honest. 
I put up this article on social media. It got picked up by people in South Korea. By I've never seen I, my no notifications go so crazy about anything since Blackpink. Um, since it's a it's a big drama about um, uh, or it stars her as um, she's kind of just it's just a big new drama and just people are just so excited about that one. To tie in with that on there, they're also releasing. Um, a documentary that oh, it's not really a documentary but like a, a live gig show as well featuring her band and whew, the, the the yeah this this week my yeah twitter notifications if you sent me something and mentioned me i've probably not seen it because it's 10 20 thousand <laughs> it's just like i've never seen anything like it in my life so yeah there's definitely a lot of interest in the south korean um k-dramas i've never seen in my life on my feed so um yeah it's called blackpink the movie which is a it's all about the korean pop group which i didn't even know about and i'm gonna say everyone has been it's great um i i'm i was joking with my wife the other day it's like um you know i was talking about bollywood that i need to start paying more attention to you know um japanese anime and korea and korean um dramas are now high I'm, on my list so my wife was just like really <laughs> I'm, sh I'm sure your wife was was thrilled. Um, <laughs> she, she thought it was quite funny, actually, because it was like, oh, yeah, at least you're watching something other than Disney cartoons. <laughs> yeah, it, until until she realizes that you're you're watching documentaries about K-pop groups of yeah. uh, of questionably aged women. And yes, <laughs> I I have to admit, I, I saw the black pink and like, I, what's black pink? Yeah, uh, and it's like K-pop, and and my mind immediately is like, I okay, this is going to be something. I mm. I had no idea how big this band was. Uh, apparently, they're huge. Uh, yes, and no, my my yeah. experience with Korean music is Gangnam Style. I mean, the from like years ago when that was like the song. Of the I love that's that that's about it. I will. I have a really bad regret. One of my biggest regrets of my life was um, I went to South Korea on a flight to Australia and we stopped there for like 10 hours and you know the, the music in the airport and, and I didn't realize they had a uh, like a trip that would have taken you around Seoul and my one regret is that I didn't get out and see Seoul when I was there and it's it's, const it's constantly on my mind and I met Ever since then, I've always made sure that whenever I do a long haul like that, I would make sure I stopped off. Like when I went to Australia the second time, I spent a, like a week in Japan on the way out because uh, my regret of not going and seeing Seoul when I was there. Uh, so that's kind of, um, but yes, it's just things like that. Um, you know, so, yeah, so I'm definitely into, yeah. So what I'm thinking is one week instead of doing a Q&A, you and I should pop on and we should live stream <laughs> listening to Blackpink and just be like, what the heck is this? I I imagine it'll be, yes, it would be a thing. <laughs> yes, it definitely would be. It's either going to be great or awful. Um, we're also going to be getting a couple of other new shows. We're going to be getting Grid, which is a new um, drama series. Um, also, be getting Rookies, which is going to have a K-pop idol, Kang Daniel, and he is also extremely popular. I can assure you that. Um, we talked about it recently. Um, Tokyo Mer, um, mobile emergency room, is one coming from Japan, which I'm I'm actually really interested in that at all. You know, I mean, I like all the hospital drama stuff. So setting it in Tokyo, that sounds um, sounds like it yeah. could be different. I, I I think it'll be very interesting to see how different uh, uh, emergency rooms or, or medical rooms. Uh, work yeah. in Japan or Korea than in America. Now, of course, yeah. seen through the filter of drama, I'm sure that their emergency rooms are as close to accurate as our 
shows yes. are. <laughs> I, always, I always joke with my wife because she works in a hospital. I'm like, right, we need this stat. We need that. Stat. She goes, we don't say that. It's just in TV shows. <laughs> No. Um, things like that. Um, we're also going to be getting some new anime. We're getting Black Robot, sorry, Black Rock Sh- Shooter Downfall, which is a reboot animation of Black Rock Shooter, which is a pop- popular character with global fans that have spawned music, action figures, games, and animation. Summertime Rendering is going to be a brand new Japanese anime as well, based on one of the top manga um, comics. Um, you okay? So you, John Han, Time Machine Blues, which is a sequel to um, the. Tatami Galaxy. Sorry if I'm completely destroying how to pronounce this stuff. The one I'm really excited for, um, Twisted Wonderland, which is an anime adaptation of the Disney's popular mobile game. Um, it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's going to be, I think a lot of people are going to be interested in that one there. Now, it's made Kingdom Hearts even higher on everyone's expectations. Now they've started announcing animes. Um, we're also be getting um, Bad Signal, which is about a hospital, uh, sorry, a hotel employees managing a classy resort in West uh, Java. Which I, I actually, to be honest, I quite like. This. I, I, that got me of like, yeah, let all the um, the hotels run this really expensive hotel in in Indonesia. That sounds pretty cool. Um, a couple of other ones here that we've got. Um, so let's see here. We've got um, Delicacies Destiny, which is a Chinese period drama, um, which. It's about it's a food rom com, so that sounds pretty cool. Like I said, we're going to get that our shipwreck hunters from Australia. Um, it's and then there's loads more stuff being announced as well. It, it really is to me just the advantage of just having some something different, having something fresh, having something um, unique, and that's what all of these originals are going to do. They're just going to give us some brand new. And I love the idea of us getting some different stories and something set somewhere else. Um, yeah, it just makes all the difference. And so I, I, I was really excited about this. I, I'm definitely, there's a lot of things there, which I think I know the anime stuff is going to be very popular. Um, it definitely looks like the, the, the K-pop drama stuff is going to be really popular as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think also, I think everyone's eyes are on this a lot more at the minute with, with Squid Game. I think there's a lot more people like paying attention. Um, I mean, I've enjoyed anime and manga since I was like a, a teenager. Um yeah, I just I just think this is cool. I mean, you know, we've seen the, the success of like Shang Chi as well. Um, there's just there's a lot of stuff out there right now, which I think it's just great to see um, different content dropping in for the, the masses. And it's all you know, and if all of this and by the sound, I mean, there might be some restrictions. Some of this stuff might not arrive everywhere, but they were very open about it being a global um, thing for this. Yeah, and it, it's also good it's coming onto Disney Plus because thus far they've been very good about uh, making sure that foreign content, no matter where it's from, uh, is dubbed and subtitled into just like every language that it's available yeah. in. Like I, I look, I was watching Star Wars Visions uh, back when mm. it released, and it's like maybe I should switch it over to Japanese just see what it's yeah. like for a more authentic yeah. uh, experience. And it, and I went to the the menu, and it's like, would you like to watch this in Arabic and mm. and uh, all sorts of languages? And like. Oh, well, they, they really went all out and making sure everybody's got this content in a language they can follow. And it makes sense as well. And especially with animation, it's actually probably more likely to be needed because it's um, something like translates much easier. I think um, animation as a whole. Um, definitely feel like that's definitely something that's um, m- moving on there. 
Okay, so let's now shift gears. A um, couple of trailers to talk about today. We have got, as we've already talked about, the Get Back trailer. We saw um, Olaf Presents, which is going to be coming on Disney Plus Day. What did you think of this one? I mean, it's Olaf. I'm sure it'll be entertaining. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's it, it's Olaf narrating the Disney universe, mm -hmm. as it were. Um, I think we've seen in the past Disney's not very good at parodying itself. Uh, so I'm, I'm not like super, mm. super excited for it, but yeah, it'll be entertaining. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. It's, it's kind of okay. I'm, I'm not really fully, um, that interested in it. I would say it's definitely, um, something that you're just going to end up watching. And I think that's the, that is the kind of the, the problem with it is it does feel like something you're just going to end up just watching because it's funny for a few minutes and then you're going to forget all about it and not even think about it. And I think that's definitely an issue with um, this whole thing, really, of just it's just more of the same. It's it's very safe, but it's going to have an audience, isn't it? And I think that's ultimately the, the key thing here for everyone is, you know, just having this kind of content on there is just exactly what you know what what you want you know just yeah. more content like this i mean we're and, be getting tangled moana the little mermaid aladdin and the lion king um and he's just gonna be retelling the stories yeah uh with his own flair mm. i'm sure and and uh side commentary it, it's frozen so people mm. are going to enjoy it olaf has obviously become kind of the face of frozen uh in in terms of media maybe not at the park that might be more elsa mm. but you know things like this tend to be olaf's thing It'll it'll be something to watch on November twelfth, but like you said, I think it'll fade away pretty quickly. Yeah, so I think ultimately that one will be fun. What about Home Alone? That's going to be the, the other big thing. If what of you know what we think of Home Alone? Um, what did you think of the trailer for that one? I kind of fell asleep during the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it. And I'm glad that, like you said earlier, it's it seems to be doing a, a British protagonist so so good. We'll get a different perspective on things. Your holiday season is going to be different than our holiday season. It's uh, uh, all that, but you know, the kid doesn't have the charisma that uh, Macaulay had back in the day, and neither of the villains seemed particularly as interesting as like Joe Pesci. Um, no, yeah, because especially the, the kind of the guy. Um, is he Ted? Is he Ted Lasso? Does he play Ted Lasso in this one, or is it somebody else? I, I, I honestly have no idea. I've never yeah. seen Ted Lasso, although it's me been hev heavily recommended to me in recent days. So that might yeah. change in the near future. But yeah, it's. I think for me, I think like for, um, it is. It looked fun. I I kind of um, I looked at it, watched it, went, oh yeah, yeah, that looks that looks a lot of fun. Should be good, um, and. Then I saw how much people hated it. Um, people really, I mean, if I just have a look here now, if, um, so I'm just going to have a look. Yesterday when I had looked, the actual um, trailer had, I think, more dislikes than, I mean, we're talking massively, um, massive difference in, um, oh, I don't want to play it. Yeah. Right, here we go. So if we have a look here now, so this is the official trailer, 16,000 likes. 64,000 dislikes. Ouch. That is a that's a bad ratio. That right is there. a bad. I mean, you get a, you normally get a little bit of a ratio difference. But yeah, that is pretty bad. That is um yeah, that is 
That I, says to me that pe people are not happy. You, I've never seen a Disney Plus thing get that before. Yeah, and and I, I think we can guess as well. It's not so much the content of the trailer. There was nothing in the trailer that was like, oh my goodness, what was Disney thinking with this? I think it's simply... Um, why no. are you doing another? <laughs> why, why are you doing another whole loan movie? I mean, yeah. we've had. I don't even know how many. How many? There's been are five. There there's been this five. is the this is the sixth one, and I don't think most people realize there was it's actually a three, four, and a five. And I think what got me was how much this was. Oh, this is a remake. I know they got a little bit of buzz pops up, and apparently, um, Macaulay Culkin doesn't appear in it. He's kind of come out and said, "Look, I'm not in this. Well, good luck, guys, but I'm not in it." Um. And I think it's more along the lines of, oh no, they have just straight up just copied it. You know, having a, oh, I'm home alone. If, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they play it up with the internet and with the telephones of, you know, they've got to play into that a little bit more. I think I, I, there is that part of me that feels like if you're an eight to 10 year old kid and you're watching Home Alone for the very first time, you're going to be sitting there being very confused going, Mum, why doesn't why aren't anyone phoning him? Why isn't he getting on the internet? Why hasn't he got a mobile phone? Why isn't he, you know, why can't they Skype in? Why haven't they got webcams? Why, you know, there's gonna be and there's like it, it'd be like what? No, what do you mean he didn't have them? And then this kid, the kid will just get. I mean, yeah, we'll keep it entertained with them whacking Joe Pesci, but it's gonna be hard, I imagine. For, I, we can't understand it, and I feel like that's the thing. You know, we don't think like that, and I, and I imagine kids are gonna are watching Home Alone disconnecting so this is almost like a a reboot for a, a brand new generation it'll be interesting to see how they all play this up um yeah i mean there's certainly that aspect and they're gonna have to address it in this movie in particular it seems like there's gonna be like a, a storm or something in japan yeah. which is where the family's at and so that's probably gonna disrupt communications and, and yeah. so on but but yeah you watch the original home alone it's like well, well why didn't they just why didn't you just send them an email real fast and it's uh I do think that kids, you know, if you sit down and watch it with them, they'll, they'll be yeah. generally accepted. Oh, yeah, mommy and daddy didn't have cell phones back in the day. There was no way you could do it. You you either caught them at the landline or you didn't. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, the rest of the movie, if you ignore that, is pretty timeless. I mean, there's nothing in the movie where you're like, well, you couldn't do that now. Now it's 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 Joe Pesci getting hit in the face with with paint cans and, and uh, you know, having the knob be superheated yeah. and falling over micro machines and hot wheels and things like that. It, it, it does have that like three stooges, timeless uh, slapstick comedy. So there's no reason mm. you couldn't just stick them in front of the original. Yeah. It's for, for me, I definitely feel like it's something that um, it's, it just looks a lot. It looks, it looks to me, it's for a new generation. It's, it's not, um, it's not, it's not for us. And I feel like that's definitely um, a thing with this one of it's, it, it's aimed at any generation and it's, it could be a lot of fun, but I think we're always just going to compare it because it's so close to a remake, um, you know, almost like scene for scene kind of thing. But yeah, there's so, certainly that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And I, I just feel like ultimately we, we are going to have that kind of thing with this one of, um, People aren't, aren't going to give this one a fair shot. I am just really, su really surprised at the reaction to this one. Of this might make Disney kind of go, oh, 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 whoa, hold on a minute. We we can't. Um, maybe we need to tone this down a little bit. Um, or they're going to be. It depends on the ratings on the day. You know, if there's enough people watch it, yeah, it's fine. This is it a good reaction, and that's all we care about. I mean, at the end of the day, that is the thing. The number of people who sit down and watch it mm. will be the 
the thing that determines whether or not they continue. And obviously, uh, no matter what you rate it or post on the YouTube video, the movie's still going to happen. It, it's been made. It, yeah. It's happening. The The thing that it might change is whether or not we get more of these remakes, pseudo remakes in the future of mm. classic titles. Yeah, Def definitely going to be interesting to see how this moves forward um, with doing it all. But I, I definitely feel like for us, you know, we've just got to just see what it's like, just see what it's like. It, um, going with no expectations. I know the trouble is I think we're just going to always be comparing. And I don't I don't think it's a fair comparison. This is a straight to streaming holiday movie. It's it's supposed to be cheap and sort of, um, it, yeah, it could be a lot of fun. That's the way I'm looking at it. Um Okay, so let's now move on to some of our reviews for the week. So quite a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about. So up first, let's talk about the main Disney Plus original release, which was uh, Just Beyond, which was a series of eight different episodes, all completely different. There was nothing kind of connecting them together. They're all um, just kind of spooky ones. All around about half an hour apiece. Um, they all dropped onto Wednesday. So what did you think of them? I made it through two of them before <laughs> I couldn't force myself to do anymore. These, yeah. these were bad. Yeah, I mean, you really didn't I, like them. I, I really did not like them. Uh, maybe there were some waiting at the end of the, the series that were, were some hidden gems I would have liked, but okay. I, so what uh, two did no. you watch? That's, 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 that's to be the first bit. So I, I watched the first two, which um, at least on this side, uh, the first yeah. one was the, I think I purged it from it. Oh, it was the the Benedict Society, but stupid. Um, it was the one where the, she goes off to a girls' school and oh, right, yeah. they're mind mind controlling her. But yeah. Green, Green Day came in to save the day. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that there was that one, and then there was the second one where the two kids uh, thought that their parents were aliens and oh, were right, going yeah. to take them out into a cabin and kill them for whatever reason. Yeah. And, and then they didn't. So. Yeah, okay, I, I'll give you, I definitely feel like, I did think the second one was, the one with the squid tentacle things was a little bit, was a little bit lame. I, I will completely agree with that one. Um, it kind of, was probably one of the, the least favourites. Now, I did watch all eight, because I was doing the reviews for them, and there were some that I liked, and there were some that I didn't like. Um, so the one with the school thing kind of got me into the series of going, okay, so this is, the fact that they're all about 25 minutes apiece helped because they're very much the pacing of it's much faster because it's kind of like, here's the setup, here who they are, here's what's going on, here's the end result, and we've done. It was all quite quick. You know, there was kind of quite quick to get through. They were slightly higher quality than like a Disney Channel show, which I did appreciate, but they, but it's very much a family show. Um, You know, it's, it's not, I don't think it's, it's kind of ironic. I think the kids that are playing it are too old to watch it. That was the kind of the irony of this one. Of um, I don't know if a 16, 17 year old kid is really going to be that interested in this because it's a bit too tame. Now, there were some interesting stories with this one. So there was one where he ended up going to a parallel universe where his dad hadn't died and they ended up building the uh, tree house that they've been building together. And he kind of got closure to say goodbye kind of thing. Um, which was kind of, it wasn't really spooky, but it kind of, I think, worked on that level. There was one which was really weird, and it had this girl, and this teacher gave her this access to a special app, and when she changed her filter, it changed what she looked like. 
And it got like a bit, she ended up looking really freaky because the plastic surgery was like getting out of her, you know, her lips and her cheeks and everything. And it was a very like, I, I would almost say it was probably the scariest of them all because it's like, oh, this is really like, this is more, this is much more realistic. Okay. The magic act, which turned her into it obviously isn't, but the idea of that influence of you've got to look, you know, the, the, the brain box has got to then like try and be this, you know, this other person to kind of fit in. Um, eventually she ended up going to a house and destroying all the windows that the people's souls were in. It was a bit, it got, it was a little bit, it wasn't my favorite, but it was, a, you could kind of go, oh, that was, that was a bit close to the nail in terms of storyline. Um, there was one with this. Re I do think the actual introduction was probably the scariest thing of every episode because it's the same introduction for all of it. But I think that was more scary than the actual shows themselves. I think going into this with the mindset that it mm. that they're going to be scary probably isn't the right thing to do. I know they're mm. built that way. We're near Halloween. Oh, the trailer just you know that yeah. It, it, it's horror. It's horror. It's like yeah, but actually, it's not. It, it's mm. really not horror at all and and the few times when it did try to be horror that i saw at least mm. is like this is so over the top and so telegraphed it's not scary in the slightest i i'm thinking of the second episode which we i guess we both yeah that wasn't scary in the, uh, yeah no that was but yeah but they had that whole sequence where it's like okay we know the parents are aliens um and and we think that the parents know that we know that they know etc and then they did the, this whole sequence of scenes where they'd come out with like a knife and you're like oh my god they're gonna knife the kids to death yeah and it's like oh no it's just for the meat tray and then yeah. he brings out the the axe and you're like they're gonna axe the kid i don't even know what the axe is for honestly um and but they they were so over the top in the framing and the music and the, like the drama of it. it's like no this is very obviously uh a, a false positive there, there's yeah. going to be something completely innocent it's like that sequence in the the simpsons early season where it's like ned is going through his life and he's got all these vicious things but oh no he's cutting the cake or you know whatever yeah yeah no, and, it, and, it, it, it was it's definitely one where i don't think actually dropping all eight episodes on one hand it was good because the kids are probably going to want to binge it but on the other hand if you're like you where you got two episodes in you stop right and the trouble is, it's like now of my, me turning around going, well, episode f seven was great. You're not going, you've gone, you're out, you've checked out by now. Whereas if it was weekly, you might be more inclined. Oh, I'll go check that one out because someone's been talking about it. It's, um, I, I understand why they dropped all eight episodes at once because I think it's for the kids, it's much more of a binge show. Um, there was this one that had like, you see it, and this is like Slender Man, it's kind of like this, like, really freaky looking creature, like in the hallways. And like it, she ends up like taming it because it's actually just her imagination kind of creating it. All. Well, okay, but it was yeah. so that's the bit right there. I obviously haven't seen that specific yeah. one, but that's the thing about uh, R.L. Stein stories in general that that gets me. I tried to not yeah. um, to lean into that because it's been twenty years since I've seen an yeah. R.L. Stein movie or, or read a book, so I'm like, nah, maybe I remember it wrong. But that's the thing is when you get to the end of the show or the story it almost always ends up being either completely benign or um, has some like deus ex machina or, or like completely uninteresting resolution. Yeah. So like the first one, uh, the girls are getting brainwashed and then it turns out, well, all they have to do is listen to music. You listen to music yeah. and the brainwash goes away. It's like, okay, well that, that that's going to work in like, real life. <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen when they leave the school? They're just never going to listen to music ever. They're not going to go shopping at a big box store during Christmas. It's like, 
the, the, there's right, nothing. <laughs> I know, right? It's like there's nothing to this. The 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 threat is literally mitigated by one of the most common things on the planet. And then the the second one, it the the twist is literally, oh yeah, you're aliens too. Didn't didn't you? Yeah, you know, we're aliens, so obviously our kids are aliens. And the entire story is is basically that that store owner just kind of having Blowing. fun with the kids yeah. and, and messing with their heads. And that that's it. Yeah. It's like you get to the end of it, it's like, wow, that was completely unsatisfying. There is nothing to this resolution that makes me go, oh, I'm so glad that didn't happen to me. Or, wow, that's such a huge threat. And that is a common thing with yeah. R.L. Stein's story. I'm not saying it happened to every episode. I obviously I can't speak to every episode. Mm. But that is a common thread in his stories where it's just like mm. you get to the end. It's like, oh, yeah, the threat wasn't actually a threat at all. A couple of my things were with them dropping so close or with them all at once was I just watched that one I said like with the girl with the app and so she's getting bullied and all this so the next um, episode was the girl getting bullied because of not being friends with a friend at school and there's all this thing with ghosts and stuff but the first 10 minutes just was very like distracting because it's like well we just did this story in the last episode um, obviously it's like well, okay yeah girl's getting bullied at school it's like I know it's a big story but you just did it in the last episode so therefore it was. It took a while to get going, and the ghost was just awful. And it was just it, that was that was a pretty low one. Um, there was like it was, it was a very strange little collection of shorts, uh, sort of series of some. Of, I I don't know what how this is going to work. It's I I'm I'm still trying to gauge the interest in it because I mean I put up a poll to find out if people are watching it. It's still very like lukewarm to it. Um, yeah, it kind of, I mean, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like Eerie Indiana, that kind of stuff, like when I was a kid and watched this kind of stuff. Whereas it kind of makes out it's a lot more scary than it actually is. And I, I do think the anthology helps it because it sets it up differently. I mean, there was this whole other one with witches and it was just silly. They're all going to school and she's trying to fit in and doesn't want to fit in. It's like, oh God, we keep just doing this high school I, thing over I, and over and over again. Well, okay. So that, that's the other thing there. Um you, you mentioned it earlier as well with the actors and the age and stuff. It's like, what is the target audience for this? So of the two I saw, they were very blatantly, uh, these are teenage issues. You know, the yeah. first one is uh, the girl is is just at the age where she's starting to realize the world is not a great place and that she's in, mm. she, her generation is going to inherit this huge mess that yeah. uh, the current generations are, are uh are leaving for her. And the second one, of course, is literally puberty. I mean, they might have mm. well had neon signs yeah. up going. This episode is about growing up and having puberty. Yeah. Um, and, and, but they're not the audience. Teenagers, like you said earlier, want something with more meat to it, literally yeah. more meat, blood and gore and psychological terror and things like that. Yeah. And if they don't, then they're already going to be ignoring this. I mean, my, I mean, my friend's kids, they are like 12 and nine. They're watching it's the conjuring, <laughs> you know. I mean, they're watching stuff. I mean, I was over there the other day when we were watching stuff. And I'm going, change the channel. It's a bit scary for the middle of the day for me. <laughs> it's just like, you know, they're nine and, you know, and he's running around pretending he's Pennywise and stuff. And it's like, this stuff for them is going to be like, um, it's, it's just nothing. like kindergarten. It's just, it's just, I, it's, I think the trouble is, I still think the people making this stuff have got this idea of what teenagers, what kids are like. I don't know. It's like they went to this, this like, oh, we're a teenager and we're going to be like this. And now we're going to go to a party and we're going to have the red cups. And like, well, if these kids like, who are you aiming this at? Is it, you know, underage drinking kind of, you know, party thing. And then the next minute, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a very strange one. I think sometimes of what Disney, are who they're trying to aim at with these kind of shows of, 
you know, they're aiming at one audience, but I, I still, I just have a feeling of like, are they aiming at what parents think that they like at this age? I, Is that I what, mean, that's I think, what it feels like. I think that's it, though. I, I think that they're not really sure, and they don't realize that teenagers. I, I, I don't think most ten and twelve year olds are watching it, but I could be wrong. <laughs> but, but teenagers definitely. You know, they want to watch it, The Conjuring. Heck, they'll watch even like um, Nightmare on Elm Street and, and the classics and things well, like that. But I mean, I've got to say, I'm Squid Game because I saw one of my friends who's a parent going. Why are there so many Roblox levels being made out of why? How are they building this and watching it? Like, that's because what they're really watching is they're watching, you know, the, the kids, are, you know, they're watching Squid Game and then going and playing it in Roblox. I I actually forgot Roblox was a thing. I, I, I recognize <laughs> oh, that my, it, it, my friend's I, kid is so into it. He loves I, it. I recognize that both Roblox and Minecraft yeah. are like the, the yeah. platform for, yeah. for everything. Um, I've just, I've just somehow managed to never seen Roblox before. But I know about yeah. it. Anyway, yeah. that's not the point. It's, but but that's what I'm saying. If like you know they're play, reenacting Squid Game, in a in a you know then I just I don't know. I I really wonder like of where Disney is going with this like you know what they're making. If I just you know why so many shows are not connecting with the audience because they're just not they're I don't know what it is. These high school kids are just dealing with stuff that feels more like primary school stuff. And and that's the real disconnect here because like. The, this is what I was getting at before. The, we're looking at teenage issues here. Uh, that, yeah. that as much as there might be like a dressing of fake horror or yeah. or mind bending stuff, this is really about issues that the kids, teenagers are facing: puberty and uh, realizing the world isn't a great place, and maybe mm. maybe uh, starting to lose family members, like the the yeah. kid who wants to say goodbye to his father. Um, but the actual content of the show is aimed much younger than that. To, to kids who are not yet going to be grappling with those in most cases, yeah. obviously some yeah. things will still be universal um, and, and it will depend entirely on life experiences. But for the most part, 10 year olds are not worried about these issues yet. Mm. No, no, it's, it's a very, it's a, it's a I, it's, it was a lot more well-made than I was expecting. It was much higher quality because I was expecting like a Disney channel esque show, but it was a little bit higher because it was made by 20th television. So I, I do feel like it was, this would have been like in my day, it would just have been like maybe a six o'clock, half six show on Channel Four kind of thing, or BBC Two of you know, in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that kind of a little bit like in that, you know, a little bit, a little bit later because it's not quite aimed at kids, but at the same time, you said, I don't know, some of the stories just seems ludicrous. I will give them that though. The, the production mm. values were good, like the, the second episode, you know, part of it is the, mm. the aliens have tentacle arms, um, and yeah, okay, yeah, you can tell they're fake, but not. In like the the terrible, um, mm. you know, ten year old media, it's like yeah. they're they're held up by puppet streams right now. They're actually they're pretty legitimate. Um, that said, if anyone was planning on watching this or still wants to watch it, I would say just go to the source, watch the Twilight Zone. Those mm. are significantly better than this. The, these are like Twilight Zone with all the interesting parts cut out. Yeah. Um, go to that instead. Go go pull up a list of like the top 25 Twilight mm. Zones because there's literally hundreds of episodes and, and watch those instead. Or yeah. if you want true horror, there's plenty of other options for that. <laughs> and, if you, and if you want, if you want fake horror, if you want like the Halloween movies for kids, go watch Hocus Pocus. I mean, yeah, th th there's, there's no matter what you're looking for, there's basically better options than this. Yeah. 
yeah, it's 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 a bit of an odd one, but yeah. So that was that was the the main Disney Plus release. We also had a new episode of Doogie MD. Um, so did you happen to catch this week's episode, or are you, are you tapped I, out now? No, I since we we're kind of between the big releases at the moment. Yeah. I was like, whatever, I'll just check it out. Uh, I did skip last week's episode. I was just like, you know what? I don't even need to see last week's episode. I'll just watch this one. Um, what can I say about it? I mean, literally, it, it's the same thing. Over Nothing's over. happening, is it? Is it just me? It's like there's just no story. The, the closest thing we've got to a story is her younger brother continually coming up with like I'm an adult now thing. Yeah. So that's like the that is the only underlying story. I guess I guess there's the dating thing, but that's honestly yeah, hasn't I, had that hasn't had anything since like episode three. I know, and, and the trouble is as well as like oh now so now she, not only is she, you know it's like they're doing all this TikToks and it was just like oh that's like this is so bad. I'm just really just, you know, and they're all, all like dancing and stuff. I'm going, oh, this is so boring. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like uh, there's just nothing happened to it. As the kid, you know, the, the brother story was a bit more interesting. And you know, she's not, she, oh, so she's not good enough for the doctors at, at the hospital. She's not good enough. For, she didn't go to high school. So she hasn't got a friend. But by the end of the episode, they've invited her over to a, a, a party to drink at. And the local high school kids that you know the, the the you know the cheerleaders, which you know by all accounts according to movies and TV series, you know you never get you know you're either in or out with them. You, there's no way of just turning up. And I was just a bit like, wow, she just went to head cheerleader on day one. <laughs> it was just like, it, I don't know. It just it. I just got to the end and going, this is such a bad show. It's just and it's just getting. I'm like six episodes in and going, nothing has happened. There has been no, there is nothing different now than that happened in the first episode, and it's just like, oh, this is. Well, uh, I, I, I even I'm getting to that point. Going, I, I might just tap. I'm, I feel like if it wasn't the only thing on at the minute, I feel like, yeah, I've got three more episodes of this. <laughs> yeah, no, like I said, I, I decided to watch it simply because there was literally nothing else major coming out. We're between the Marvel releases. We're between the Star Wars releases. Sure, um, there's stuff on the Star side obviously yeah. um and we'll be talking about those in a minute but on the disney plus side we it, it's not as bad as it was back in 2020 when we had literally like let's talk about the the brain game or whatever because like, <laughs> it is literally the only thing coming out this week now we've got yeah. other options but i mean even turner and hooch is done this is this yeah. is it basically yeah i i just i really don't know what doogie and again if we've got the same problem she's 16 she go out go out with the you know i don't know i just find it so i all i know is every 16 i know if she was working with adults she would want to go drink with them high school would be long gone i mean any 16 year old doesn't want to be involved at high school they want to be out drinking you know that's just kind of standard i don't know it 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 just feels and all the characters are just so one-dimensional there's just no depth to any of them they're literally cookie cutters I, I think that the fact that they've divided the show into, oh, I mean, let's be generous and call it like a quarter medical and the rest, <laughs> the, the rest is, is high school, really does impact it because you lose that quarter uh, of the show that you could be kind of building up teenage storylines. And there's not nearly enough medical content for you to be going, oh, no, no, it's it's ER or, or Grey's yeah. Anatomy, but but for, for a younger yeah. audience. And it's like, no, it, it's literally uh, present a problem forget about the problem for the rest of the episode. Something jogs her, her thought process, you know, house style. And then she fixes the problem. And you're like, cool. All right. Yeah. We didn't even need that. 
She's only got one patient as well. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, there's that too. It's what got me. It's like something's like I had time to be like, you know, doing all this like high school like cheerleading stuff and all the practice and being in it and taking part in it in the middle of the day. Going, haven't you got rounds to do? Haven't you got jobs? Yeah. Yeah, she, I, aren't you supposed to like be helping people? And, yeah. and the thing is, we had that first episode and her patient actually died in the first yeah. episode. Not on screen, obviously. Yeah. It wasn't like in the ER or whatever. But I, I, I looked at them like, oh, well, maybe they will actually tackle some some difficult issues. And, and there will be times when she doesn't succeed. Well, we haven't had anything even remotely like that since then. Uh, yeah. It's literally just been a house for dummies since then. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a, such a yeah. I, I I'm definitely disappointed with the show. I I you know when I you know if you're going to be ranking the like the live action series, I think this is. I mean, I actually think like Diary of a Future President is better than this. And I mean, that was very much a younger a show, but at least it had the story with Bobby that was kind of interesting. This is just so bland. I mean, I think this is even worse than Mighty Ducks. Um. At least with the Mighty Ducks, you could look at it and go, eh, it, it probably got screwed up by COVID. They yeah. probably wanted to do a lot of things. You can see yeah. hints in there yeah. of storylines that they wanted to do but weren't able to do. Whereas Doogie Hauser, or Doogie Hauser, I can't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> Doogie Kame Aloha. Um, I'm sure it was impacted by COVID, obviously. It was produced in the last year or so, but not at the beginning. They, they no. would have already known that they had to change their, their shooting schedule mm. around COVID. So it's like, uh, if these were the changes you made, um, it, I, I realize it wasn't because you, you couldn't just refilm it. it you know, yeah. the, you decided to film it this way. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, just, just a bland, such a bland vanilla. If this was, yeah, if this was an ice cream, it would be cheap vanilla. That's basically, yeah. There's yeah, just nothing it, to it. It's like that that soft serve vanilla that just doesn't taste like anything. It just tastes yeah. like yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Other than the setting in Hawaii, I mean, if they set this in like Chicago, it would be completely like. Bleh. Well, if they shut it in Chicago, it might be more exciting because then you got like, the, <laughs> yeah. But whatever. I yeah yeah. It is kind of a waste of the Hawaiian. Yeah. Actually, some of the best bits in the show thus far have mostly been her father talking about what it's been like living yeah. in Hawaii. Like his, his aloha thing. I think he he, he got yeah. the his kid into um, yeah. into hula, or actually his kid wanted to get into hula dance because all the girls were yeah. doing it. But th those are some of the best bits mm -hmm. in the show when when the setting gets to be part of the show. Yeah. I think as well, it doesn't help with the whole thing at the end where she's just like the looks of the camera and kind of makes them really cheesy, like... I don't know. I, I just I, again, she hasn't got time to do the editing for these videos. <laughs> and she's doing TikTok, and she's doing rounds. It's just like it's just like I don't know about you, but it's like, like when my wife gets back from hospital, it's like yeah, she's not got time. To, I'm gonna do TikTok for four hours and then make some YouTube videos. Yeah, no, I'm sure your wife has been on her feet the entire time. <laughs> I want to be on the couch. And I want to, to to just veg out in front of a TV yeah. show. Give us some Walking Dead or American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. Right. So let's shift over now to some um, some good telly. So let's talk now. Um, we got um a new uh, episode of Only Murders in the Building. So again, we're on the I'm on the American, Canadian, Australian timeline. So UK for some reason is, is a week behind. So this is the penultimate episode. Um, what did you think of this week's episode? I it. Being the penultimate episode, you could kind of tell that they were waiting till the end of the episode yeah. to really drop all the important bits, but it was still That's right. A, huh? <laughs> I think I'm still right for what I said last week. Oh, no, I, I we I think we agreed yeah. on it. We we're yeah. like, no, 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 uh, it was I, a fake out. 
There was a fake out, and I think we even mentioned last week. It's like, yeah. no, just because of what happened to her doesn't yeah. mean she's out of the running. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, the, well, the ending was pretty blatant. Like, eh, yeah. no, it was a, you know, there's there's something going on here. But it was the build up to the ending mm-hmm. where a lot of it was just kind of characters wandering around, going, "Oh, it, we're done." But the, the, but there's still a murderer, and then we're gonna have this. Uh, this meeting in the lobby where everyone's just like a complete jerk to each other. Yeah. And, um, but it's it, New York. Isn't it? That's what it's supposed to be New York supposed to be like, isn't it? I mean, pretty much. Although the, the um, I don't know what she is, the HOA owner or the manager yeah. of the building, uh, it, she's a bit over the top, even by New York standards. Uh, I I really wanted her to be the murderer because I was yeah. like, I, either. <laughs> I, think, I think it's so much. She goes, well, if you're murdering people, will you just knock it off? <laughs> I, that was a good line. Just stop murdering people. That that was a good line. And um, I'm actually glad they brought up the fact that these guys doing a podcast about the building was an invasion yeah. of privacy of everyone else in the building. And they're yeah. like, and and people were obviously not happy about that. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're gonna they're gonna do something that keeps them in the building at the yeah. end of the end of next episode. But uh, we already know there's a season two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love I love Jane Lynch being brought in as a stunt double. Oh my, that was so I, random, I, and all the little I, jokes that went alongside. <laughs> that was actually perfect. I I don't know if we knew Jane Lynch was in this or not. Uh, I think was, I think she, I think she hit, but I completely forgot about it. And um, yeah, no, I I I really it's like in one hand actually it's like well why we didn't need her it didn't do anything but at the same time it was there were so many joke jokes that came off of it. Uh, even just the small things like. Um, where he'd be eating cereal and she would be perfectly mimicking how he yeah. was eating the cereal or adjusting his glasses. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you can tell they put effort into this yeah. this one-off joke. And I mean, Jane Lynch is normally good in just about everything yeah. she's been in. Uh, so I just liked it when like Martin Short walked in and he's just like, he did really, he's just like, he's like well, he had some work done. <laughs> like, it's a foot tall. Actually, Actually, everyone's reactions to her were the best. It was like yeah. everyone mistaking her for him and then just doing like double takes when he's like, no, I'm over yeah. here, guys. And it, I, I don't know. It, it's not necessarily important to the plot, although she she did offer insights, yeah. uh, which were important. But at the same time, it was just like, you know what? I, I kind of needed an episode of just some silliness and, and comedy, and Jane Lynch provided it perfectly. Well, the, thing, the thing is, it's, it's got, you know, the actors involved in here, you know, they're not known for their high-end drama. And I like the fact that this is like this weird mix of comedy and drama. It's like, I don't know, it's, 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 just, it's just really refreshing. I'm just, I've just really, I can't believe it's like next week's the last episode. And I'm just like, I've really enjoyed this series. It's been such a breath of fresh air from everything else going on right now. I'm I'm glad that we already know there's a second season yeah. on the way. I I I'm looking forward to the second season. Obviously, I'm looking forward to the climax. Um, up to this point, I've kind of not been watching them as they come out. I've normally like yeah. middle of the week and just like oh oh yeah I should watch this. Let's pop that on. And I, I'm I am looking forward to it, but it's not been an, an immediate. I have to watch this the second yeah. it becomes available. This episode, the final episode, I will be like uh, yeah I I'm gonna be oh. It is on. Here we go. And and because I'm um, not on the East Coast, it actually will be dropping uh, like Sunday night for me. Yeah. Like right before I go to bed. So I'm definitely going to watch it before I go to bed. You know, I, I'm I'm just I'm just really looking forward to this one. There's a great series. And um, then we've also got Why the Last Man. So we're getting new episodes of that drop every week on the UK. I think it was the seventh or seventh episode this week. I think so. Um, yeah, because we had like because we had that first free drop. So yeah. this one here was again. 
just a lot of it set in the supermarket where some really weird stuff going on with like rebirth of women like yeah. bur burying them and that was a bit odd um, answer, yeah. yeah and then you had this whole thing as well going on um like with who is you know the 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 republican trying to track down the the secret agent who like took down the helicopter so was still no idea of the, of the sun just to get I, this is i am enjoying this series because it's it's sometimes you have a bit of a comparison to the walking dead because of like the but if i there was a new the, the finale of the walking dead was on on monday as well but they're so different they are so completely different tone with all this stuff going on with the the parties and all the rest of it um no i i am enjoying it, it it's definitely a slow burner it's sort of it feels like the, this, the speed's dropped off a little bit on it um but then I think I remember reading like the the creator has planned like five seasons. You know they've got like a long long edged um, idea for this series. Um, yeah, I'm just really enjoying it. I'm just think it's such a cool little show. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I can definitely see the Walking Dead comparison. I've thought it myself several yeah. times. The the key difference being that the Walking Dead at least you have that zombie element where you can be like we have to unite against the zombies. We we may not we may hate each other. Um, we may. We may not get along or even agree on things, but if we don't work together, the zombies are going to eat us all. This does not have that. This is, and it's intentional. They're literally like, nope, you just got to fend for yourself and find your food and and find your survival, and and that's it. There, there's no unifying factor other than maybe trying to figure out what's. Yeah, going so on. I think just as a whole, like why the last man really is just kind of like just a fun, different kind of series. Definitely, um, just kind of giving us lots of different things to look forward to. Um, each week. Um, and it's going to be interesting where it goes because obviously we're building up into the finale, so it's going to have to start revving up a little bit, you know, because they're still quite a way away from San Francisco. Where is it going to? Because it doesn't feel like we're. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that they're going to find out about the about, the, about him in the the you know, the the Republican is going to find out about them. I thought it was also very interesting as well the whole subplot with um that woman that wants obviously the baby. You know, because she's uh, obviously uh, desperate, de desperate to have it. Um, uh, a doctor man, or are we talking about the woman who's pregnant in the White House? Yeah, the one in the White. Yeah, the one in the White uh, House. Yeah, yeah. We'll see where that one's going. Because I think it's less about the baby and more about who controls the baby. Because that that one woman definitely seems to be angling for like, I, I want to use this baby as my uh, as like a rallying cry for the Republican women. Uh, I think I think it's much more simple than that. I that think it's just a fact. I think it's much more on the lines of she's she was she built herself around having kids and was a mum and she's lost it and she just wants. I think she just wants to be a mum because she's missing her own kid. I thought it was I, while there's that because I that finger. Yeah, she could use it against it, but I still think there's that part of like I just want a baby and I and obviously just, and I think a little bit more um just just basic basic need rather than there being a bigger motive. That's true. I had not considered that angle. And also this character, as near as I can tell, is not in the comics. So whatever story they decide to go with her um, will be new uh, yeah. and interesting. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, I just want to step back to the, the slow burn aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I sat down to watch it this week, I'm like, wait, episode seven. Are we really all, all that far into this series already? And yeah. how much has happened? Not an incredible amount. Yeah, uh, it kind of it's kind of like plateaued in the middle here, isn't it? It's kind of mm -hmm. like with a big, you know, it, like it took to the end of season three before or episode three before things started happening, and things have just been very slow. And I, it, it's definitely in that zone of it's not, it's it isn't moving anywhere near as fast as I would like. Because I know, like, 
like we're walking dead. So obviously we had the season finale of the first like third of this new season. You know, and there's a, you know, there's big action scenes, there's loads of exp- you know, you got zombies being sliced up all over the place. And therefore that brings together that like because that's always the good thing with The Walking Dead is at any given point, just bring zombies in and they got some action. You know, there's just this, you know, on on demand, right? We need to bring the pace up, and there we go. We can just bring bring zombies. Whereas this one here, you know, they got the, the woman like chasing after him, but they couldn't really do it. And then like I said, whatever's going on with the Amazons, you know, in the Amazon just warehouse, um, that's just really weird. I mean, it's like she's just it's like the the detective is kind of like I don't know if like over like to the idea of, like nothing it doesn't have to go back to what it was, you know, the way we used to be and very, very interesting, very interesting way of take on it in such a different way. Yeah, and this is another thing that didn't show up in the comics until much later. When we first meet Hope, um, Yorick's sister, who's mm. the you know kind of point of view character in that whole scene, she's already been radicalized. She's already a member of the Amazons. Uh, I don't know if they're going to continue that story or she's going to break free from them. But in the comics, we meet her as an Amazon. We had yeah. none of this until later. Um, so it's kind of interesting that they're playing around with it and showing this kind of otherwise fairly rational person getting drawn into what is basically a cult. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's pretty much a cult at this point. And they've got the flowers in the hair and they're doing the, the uh, dunking people underwater yeah. after burying them in dirt. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is weird, but yeah. you can start to understand why she is getting into it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a very, very strange little series, but overall, um, again, some some great stuff. Um, just a quick note as well. Um, obviously, this past week, I actually was able to go up to London for the uh, London Film Festival. I got to go to the premiere, or the European premiere of Dope Sick. So I got to watch the first two episodes. Um, I think I don't know if the first two or the first three episodes dropped on Hulu in the United States this past week. Um, while the event was great. I actually, I unfortunately, I can't actually talk about the sh- um, the, f- um, the series for a couple more weeks because it's not out until November the twelfth um, internationally. Um, I think they want to hold back on all of that, in- all that kind of information coming out. But um, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll be talking about it at a later date um, when it comes. But that was obviously a major release in the US on Hulu. That I'll, the why I'm not talking about it now. Um, we also had new episodes of Reservation Dogs, but we're going to watch that. We're going to talk about that a little bit more next week um, due to timing restraints. And on that, really, that's kind of um, like this week's episode. As I said um, we had a, we did ha- we've had a few technical issues in this one here, so do apologise. Um, we've been ha- having issues and having to like jump around a little bit. But on that note, guys, thank you very much for joining us. We shall see you guys soon. Later. Later. I'd like to thank all of our Patreon and YouTube channel members for their support. You can become a member from as little as $2 a month and you get access to our weekly Q&A and much more.